is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We put the R&B in RBBC. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, recapping the first Sunday of the 2017 fantasy football season. Oh, my gosh, Jamie, the number one overall pick. Come on. In week one? In week one? It was, uh... It was it was a good day for a lot of players. It was an awful, awful, awful day for a lot of players and some big injuries and, and David Johnson. You know, I don't want to overshadow Allen Robinson's situation because he's a great player and, and looks like he has a torn ACL. But in terms of what we talk about for fantasy, losing David Johnson for what could be eight weeks, according to Chris Mortensen, would be worse. It would be. It would be really bad. And, uh, hey, Kerwin Williams, maybe he's your answer. But, yeah, kind of a bummer. And I, I got, you know, obviously every week I'm going to get flack for the Bonanza because they're always terrible. <laughs> but there really wasn't one this week. It wasn't, uh, like, what was there? It wasn't a great offensive game. Uh, a game where there was a back and forth? For both teams that did, yeah, that did no, well. I mean, there the, was the Rams had a Bonanza. Um, yeah, but, and the, and the Lions kind of did. Kind of. Yeah. But it was mostly Stafford. Um, but, but it wasn't, a, there wasn't one game where everybody or almost everybody fantasy relevant really stepped up. So it was kind of a defensive struggle in, uh, in week one. And, and let's get into it. We got winners and losers, although I'm tired of winners and losers. I'm tired of studs and duds. I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick movie winners and movie losers every week. This week we have three Rockies and three Dragos. All right. That okay. work. Sure. Yeah, good. Uh, but first, the big news. So David Johnson left with a wrist injury, and we're recording on Sunday night at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern. I love you, audience, so much. I love you guys and girls so much that I am not watching the Giants-Cowboys game right now. I mean, I kind of am. It's on, it's on but I'm not really watching it. Uh, and Jamie loves you all so much. He's doing this from a hotel in New York or Connecticut. I forget. Connecticut. Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, and... Our our office still closed in Fort Lauderdale, so if Jamie doesn't sound 100% right, it's because we don't have uh, the equipment up there. He's just using his laptop speaker, so uh, his mic, so thank you for, for bearing with us. Um, yeah, but the big news, David Johnson, wrist injury. Kerwin Williams did score a touchdown. He's obviously widely available. Is he going to be a must-add? Is he going to be a must-add? Yeah. Uh, of course. I mean, if if we find out, you know, come Tuesday morning that David Johnson, that the report is accurate, that he's going to miss that much time, you know, eight weeks or whatever the case may be, then it's a then it's a tough, tough situation for him. And uh, just to let you know that uh, Ian Rappaport has confirmed torn ACL for Allen Robinson. Oh, all right. And, and the eight weeks that Jamie's saying, I mean, that's just speculation right now. We don't know for for um, David Johnson. It could be much less than that. So. Uh, we'll talk about it. We got the waiver wire show on Tuesday. I'm sure Ellington will be in there as well. But Williams came in, got a touchdown, and uh, I believe it or not, I do own him in one of the leagues that I own David Johnson. But I find like last year, I avoided all the stud running backs. I was worried about injuries, and this year, I said, "No, I got the number one overall pick in a few leagues. I'm taking David Johnson, and this is what I get." How about I have him in one league, and I had him in the first round, Ezekiel Elliott in the second round. And I thought, oh, I'm gold, you Jerry, are. gold. You still are. I mean, <laughs> Maybe. you still have a first-round pick uh, in the second round. Um, Ty Montgomery lift off, limped off in the fourth quarter, but he came back. LaShawn McCoy got hurt in the fourth quarter, but he came back. 
Danny Woodhead, on the other hand, he left in the first quarter with a hamstring injury. He dealt with a hamstring injury in the preseason, so it would not be surprising to see Woodhead miss some time. And we saw Buck Allen, Javoris Allen, come in and get 21 carries for 71 yards. A lot of those came in garbage time. The Ravens won big. Uh, so he'll be on the waiver wire, uh, and he'll be in the column probably, depending on the severity of Woodhead's injury. And by the way, we'll go, we'll go through every game. We'll do some buy or sell. we got some good stuff for you on today's show. Allen Robinson torn ACL. All right, who's the immediate winner? Obviously, you know, a lot of losers in this situation, but who's the winner there if there is one in Jacksonville? I would say it's Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns. You know, you're looking at uh, the two guys that would step up. You know, they didn't really have to throw the ball a lot because their defense was so dominant, and Leonard Fournette was awesome. So you have uh, a situation of Alan Hearns got four targets. Marquise Lee had four targets. Lee did nothing with those four targets. Hearns had three catches, 42 yards. I, I, I said it. You know, from the beginning when everybody started to jump on the Jaguars that we really had to see what this offense would look like. And it was exactly what they thought it was going to be. Run the ball, play defense, limit Blake Bortles. And you saw how great it could be if things work right for them. So I don't know if there's anybody I'm running out to go get, but Marquise Lee would probably be the name that I would look at first. Yeah. And they were able to run the ball because they were destroying the Texans. It was a bit surprising. So yeah, um, huge surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge surprise. Uh, all right, other notes for you. Jordan Reed has a – was it a broken toe they revealed? Fractured in his toe, yes. He played through it. He said before the game that he was pain-free. And I thought about picking up Vernon Davis, Jamie, but I didn't. Are you going to recommend people go out and pick up Vernon Davis? No, but I did find it interesting. We play in a fantasy league, our IDP league, with uh, Ben Standig, who does some work for uh, – I believe it's CSN Washington, a uh, website that covers the Redskins. And he actually this morning picked up Vernon Davis. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see stuff like that, when we play fantasy leagues, you know, uh, we have a lot of contact with beat writers and things of that nature. Um, and so uh, when I see something like that, it makes me a little bit curious. But um, I, I don't think until Vernon Davis goes down. And, and what we saw today from certain guys, uh, specifically somebody like Charles Clay, I'd rather have Charles Clay than Vernon Davis if Jordan Reed is out. Really? Yeah. Because Vernon Davis wasn't great last year when, when Jordan Reed got hurt. No, he wasn't. Uh, and, and Charles Clay has been very good in the last several games with Tyrod Taylor. And it was kind of ironic that Clay was having a really good finish to last season. Then he got the Jets in Week 17. It looked like, oh, he's going to have a great week, and he didn't. But he made up for it today with a touchdown catch. Could have had two. He dropped one that led to a Tyrod Taylor interception. Uh, darn you, Charles Clay. Um, Andrew Luck may not play for several more weeks, according to Jason Lock and Fora. Jacoby Brissett. Ended up replacing Scott Tolzien today, and he quickly hit Dante Moncrief for a 50-yard pass. So, but this stinks. I mean, we're gonna have to really make we're gonna have to make tough decisions on T.Y. Hilton now every week until Andrew Luck is back, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens there. And the worst part of it is the guy we thought that would be good to replace Andrew Luck was completely terrible and may have lost his best player in Carson Palmer. Oh, Carson Palmer. Oh, he lost David Johnson. Yeah, I didn't know he was coming. Yeah, yeah but, Carson but Palmer, Palmer was, does was, get the Colts next week, which Jared Goff carved up. <sighs> The Lions defense played really well today, and I wonder, awesome. I wonder if that, you know, if Carson Palmer's to blame for that, or if the Lions, honestly, I'm just, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I forgot the Lions made the playoffs last year, until about a week ago. Like, they had a Very really- good team. And they added, you know, a couple of young defenders, Jared Davis for sure. Um they, they embarrassed the Cardinals today. Yeah, they did. They played really well, and they're great fourth quarter team. They were last year, and they, and they are, uh, they were again, in week one. And finally, Deshaun Watson replaced Tom Savage at halftime for Houston. Bill O'Brien has not announced who will start in week two. Uh, oh, ja- he will. Yeah. Jacksonville had 10 sacks in this game. It's a Thursday night game at Cincinnati, uh, and it was good for DeAndre Hopkins. 
I think Hopkins got 11 targets in the second half with Watson, and that does not include three plays that didn't count because of penalties that he was targeted on. So Watson was really uh, looking at him. He had 16 targets in the game, 11 of them in the second half, not including those three plays that had penalties. Uh, you so, remember that so uh, comment in the preseason of Tom Savage is my guy or whatever he said? Yeah. I like Tom Savage. I'm happy with Tom Savage. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. All right, let's do the Rockies and the Dragos. Give me three Rockies, three winners in week one. Matthew Stafford has to be the 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 quarterback. Now, Alex Smith would be in this conversation too, clearly, but uh Stafford took a part of very good defense and he did it with Dave's guy, Kenny Galladay, uh two touchdowns and very, very impressive. So he's he's the number one guy in terms of uh the biggest Rocky winner. He would be Rocky one. Yeah, no, but no, no, Rocky didn't even win in Rocky One. Yeah, but Rocky One won the Academy Award, so Okay. I accept your I accept your argument. So Stafford, uh, next week he will be at the Giants on Monday night, and then Atlanta, and then at Minnesota. It was weird. Like, we looked at, at the Lions' schedule, and we said, oh, Carson Palmer's got this great early schedule. And then we looked at the Lions' schedule. Oh, the Stafford's got this terrible early season schedule so far. No Taylor Decker either. It hasn't been. No Taylor Decker. That's right. So uh, uh Stafford is a winner, and at this point uh, – you know what? Let's not do rest of season rankings. we got time for that. I yeah, know but you... let's just stop for a second and give Dave his kudos. He's not on the show, and the Kenny Galladay call. You know, uh, as I tweeted out in Dave's uh, honor, uh, the ghost of Tajay Sharp is gone uh, <laughs> for one week. Dave should be celebrating, uh, hands up high, pounding his chest. He talked up Kenny Galladay, and I know a lot of people didn't start him clearly, but uh, kudos to Dave, and hopefully that's a sign of things to come because that will make that offense a lot better. And not just like that he caught two touchdowns, Kenny Galladay, that he's 34% owned. He had four catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Marvin Jones got Patrick Peterson in this game for a lot of it at least, so keep that in mind, but. And he man, scored though. Hey, he did score. Uh, but I think he only had two catches, Jones. Um, those touchdown catches by Galladay, especially the deep one, I mean, he makes really good plays. That's, that's exciting stuff, and we saw it in the preseason too. So, yeah, he's a winner. All right, you have Leonard Fournette, the first Jaguar to rush for 100 yards in his NFL debut or his Jaguars debut, which would probably be the same thing. Um, Fournette is a winner for you. You got to be impressed. I mean, we thought that the Texans defense would slow him down. Three catches, I think it's nice to see that he was involved in the passing game. So 124 total yards. Uh, the touchdown, I know the yards per carry, under four, so what? The usage was there. All this, there was such a stupid, stupid, stupid report before the game that Chris Ivory was going to be the starter. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, we can't buy this stuff. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He's he. Remember, it, it's it's the ebbs and flows of an NFL season, and the preseason was. We told you in the beginning part of the year. It's and and my fault, Dave's fault, Keith's fault. Uh, not that we really changed our rankings very much, but we. Got away from Leonard Fournette. It was, we fell in love with Kareem Hunt and McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. And we still had Fournette, I'll speak for myself. I still had Fournette ranked first in standard leagues. I had it Fournette one, Cook two, Hunt three, McCaffrey four. So Fournette was just inside my top 12. But we kind of forgot about him a little bit because he missed the three preseason games with a foot injury. And this is what he's capable of doing. A workhorse back that can produce big stats. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come for him. And you just love the opportunity, and he just completely outtouched Chris Ivory. And TJ Yelda didn't play, but I don't know how much of a difference that made. So good for no, Leonard Fournette. No, he's the guy. It's, it's, you don't spend the fourth overall pick and not make him the guy. Uh, just maybe with the catches, that's all. But 
you know, that that could be Yeldon's role. But no, I I think he can catch three balls a game. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be about fifty a year. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Leonard Fournette, and Amari Cooper. I was like, why Amari Cooper? He's a stud. Yeah, he caught a touchdown. You made a good point about Amari Cooper. Why is he a, a Rocky, a winner this week? I, I don't know the final stats of what the red zone targets were, so I apologize. But there was one drive where I think it was three straight passes. They tried to get him the ball in the red zone, and he scored the touchdown in the red zone. Now, granted, he made a hell of a play to get into the end zone. But if that's going to be the case, 13 targets. I believe he had more targets than uh, Michael Crabtree. I'm going to look at it right now. So if that's going to be something moving forward, the third-year breakout will come for him, and it will come in a big way because if they continue to feature him in the areas where you need to feature a wide receiver, he's going to have the chance for a big year. So not a huge stat line. Uh, and he did. 13 targets to seven. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. If that's the case moving forward, almost two to one. Cooper's going to have a big, big year. And 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 the best thing about it is Crabtree didn't have a bad game. Six for 83, just didn't score a touchdown. Yep. And uh by the way, just go back to Fournette. Would you rather have Fournette? Or uh, or Kareem Hunt rest of season. Oh, still Fournette, uh, just with the chance of what he could be. Um, but they're so close. They they were so close in my rankings. I don't want to run away from Fournette because of Kareem Hunt's monster monster game. All right, hey, by the way, you're hearing Jamie's audio break up just a little bit. Just keep in mind he's at a hotel room. He doesn't have uh, Ethernet, so he's on Wi-Fi. And we're sorry about all the technical issues. We really haven't had that many, but it just hasn't been ideal. Nothing's been normal. For the last five days or so for, uh, for anybody in that Fort Lauderdale office. I'm, I'm lucky things have been normal for me, but not for anybody else. And we've been, have putting a lot of effort into making sure we get to these podcasts. Uh, just a, a bonus winner for me is the Baltimore DST. They're 68% owned. Jamie Hughes called it. I mean, <laughs> they could be great this year and they got off to an amazing start. Andy Dalton threw 15 interceptions over his previous two seasons. He threw four in this game. Baltimore was great, and they have Cleveland at home next week. So, I mean, they might be the number one waiver wire priority for a lot of fantasy owners if you're not if you don't need anyone else uh, at, at other spots. Baltimore. I'll tell you, I uh, before we started the show, uh, I spent the afternoon, you know, watching games as best I could. Our, our, as Adam said, our setup's a little bit different the way we normally do things, but uh, I started to do my DST rankings, and I'm having a hard time between the Seahawks against the 49ers because the 49ers looked awful in Seattle. And the Ravens against the Browns because I think those two should be one and one A yeah. with how good they could potentially be because the Steelers beat up the Browns uh, and and Deshaun Kaiser today, uh, but it's hard to get away from Seattle against Brian Hoyer and the and the Forty Nine ers. I mean, I would have gotten away from Seattle against the Packers and they did a pretty yeah, but I'm not job. Talking, I'm talking about Week Two. I know, I'm just saying they did a very good job against the Packers. You know, yep. they're, they're gonna they're gonna do great, obviously, against the Forty Nine ers. More, uh, we have, those are your winners. We'll do losers in a second. Uh, you're, uh, I'm sorry to be harsh here, but if you don't use Harry's razors, you're kind of a loser. If you need a shave, it's a wow. no-brainer. Be a, be a Rocky. Don't be a Drago, Jamie. <laughs> get a Harry's razor. First of all, you're going to get a better shave. I can tell you that from experience. I'm a big, big fan of Harry's razors. It's the only razor I use now. No reason to go back. You're also going to get everything you need for free. Just pay for shipping. Next time you need to get up and put on pants, who does that? Go to your, get your car keys and go to the store and overpay for a crappy razor or crappy blades. Don't do it. Just use Harry's instead and go to harrys.com slash FFT. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. Get the free trial set. And this is what you get. A weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover, be a Rocky. Go get this thing. The only thing you're paying for is shipping. That's an awesome deal for an awesome product. So take advantage of the offer. Harry's Razors. Harry's.com. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Slash F-F-T. 
All right, the Dragos. I must break you. Who were the losers from week one? Uh, I, you know, <laughs> several, unfortunately, due to injury. You know, and, and I think a lot of people are going to look at Le'Veon Bell and call him a loser, but um, I don't know if I want to rush through that. But Russell Wilson, you know, I was very high on him, and this is something Dave and I disagreed on on our Sunday morning show. And, and again, kudos to Dave uh, for getting that call right on, on Russell Wilson. Um, sorry, Adam, here comes Ezekiel Elliott touchdown. <laughs> um, so Russell Wilson, uh, terrible, terrible game. Now he, uh, he had a couple bad calls at the end. I thought Jimmy Graham should have got at least a pass interference call, um, one of the touchdown attempts in the end zone. And, uh, I never pronounced his name right, but the rookie Dar- Darbo, um, had a drop that could have led to a score as well, but he was bad. Uh, you want me to just keep going? So you can watch the game. No, it's okay. No, Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, I think the, the thing with Russell Wilson is that the offensive line looked horrible. You know, and that's going to be an issue for the Packers just in general. The offensive line, the, the last time, I mean, for the for Seahawks, the, Seahawks. the last time they played the Packers in Lambeau last year, he threw five interceptions and he was mm-hmm. on his back the entire game. It wasn't quite that bad this time, but, uh, they got manhandled up front and that's a huge issue for the Seahawks. Good news for Wilson is that he's healthy and he ran for 40 yards. Uh, so that's good, but he only scored eight points. Got the Niners, bounce back against the Ni- Niners, Titans, Colts, next three games for Wilson, Jamie. Big, big run coming for Russell. Joe Mixon was a loser for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, nothing really went right for the Ravens in that game, but uh, eight carries for nine yards, three catches for 15 yards. It was a uh, um, just a, a bad debut. It, it's funny because, you know, you look at the rookie running backs. We had Kareem Hunt, monster. Leonard Fournette, monster. Um, Joe Mixon, dud. Christian McCaffrey, dud. And we're going to find out if Dalvin Cook as the fifth guy that we've been highlighting all the time. Uh, can be that, you know, next great player. I don't want to call McCaffrey a total dud because he, he had five catches. He, but he well, fumbled. He had, yeah, he did fumble, but he had what, uh, almost 80, about 80 total yards, 85 total yards. So that's yeah, I, I think that the fumble, he didn't come back in after the fumble. And, um, you know, so a little frustrating for his, uh, his debut. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, you, you like to see the catches. Uh wow! How about that first and goal for the for the Cowboys, and they didn't no carries give for the Ezekiel ball Elliott. to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but they might get another first and goal. We'll see. Uh, all right, other losers. You have Wilson. You have Joe Mixon and Devontae Adams. So this was interesting. Uh, first of all, buy or sell. Randall Cobb is back. Uh, buy after one game. You know, a lot of short area passes, and he looked great. But it's hard to know if they uh if they just went away from one side of the field. You know, I, I didn't see him throwing on Richard Sherman a lot. Uh, the other part of it is, is that Jeremy Lane got thrown out of the game very early on the interception that Aaron Rodgers threw, and I think that really hurt that Seattle defense because he's such a big part of that secondary. Yeah, and Sherman was the one who was uh, covering Adams most of the game. Like Adams got more Sherman, I think, I think than any Probably, other. Probably, yeah. but I, I think the thing would be is that you see Jordy score. He did his thing. You see Cobb involved, and can they support all these guys? Because we've seen two guys do well. But we don't necessarily always see three guys do well for the Packers. No, but you can't, after one week, there's no way you think Cobb is going to be better than Adams, right? No, 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 no. But right. it's just loser for week one. Yeah, okay. Week one loser. More news and notes for you. Some offensive line injuries. Um, Arizona, offensive tackle DJ Humphreys left with a knee injury. Cincinnati, offensive guard Trey Hopkins left with a knee injury. Philadelphia left tackle Jason Peters had an injury. And Bears offensive guard Kyle Long did not play. Back Bears running back is very interesting, worth discussing. We'll get to it. Kevin White may have broken a collarbone. That could end his season. Ronald Darby had a gruesome injury. So they, the, the Eagles just traded for Darby. That was the Jordan Matthews trade. They got this cornerback from the Bills. Dislocated his ankle in the second quarter. 
Uh, tough to see. If you're an IDP, I don't know how owned Calais Campbell is, but he's a beast. He had three and a half sacks in the first oh, half. Oh, he's, he's, he's owned across the board. Yeah, alright. He, he may, he, this is gonna be his best game of the year. <laughs> but, uh, three and a half sacks in the first half for Campbell. I don't even know what he finished with, but he's a new Jaguar. That defense could be really, really good. Um, especially if they play Houston. Speaking of Houston, both tight ends, starting tight ends, Ryan Griffin and CJ Fedorowicz, they both left c- with concussions. Pittsburgh linebacker. Uh, they had Watt. three tight ends actually leave with concussions. They did. Yep. Third wow. one. Uh, and TJ Watt had two sacks and a pick in his NFL debut. That's crazy. I don't know how old he is, but could be a could be a stud for the Steelers. And Brian Cushing left with a concussion. That's uh, that's the fourth concussion for Houston. Their linebacker. San Francisco rookie linebacker Ruben Foster had a leg injury. And if you need a kicker, Giorgio Tavecchio had a very good debut for the Raiders. He kicked four field goals of 20, 52, 52, and 43 yards. All right, let's do some buy or sell. Buy or sell. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not as far ahead of the pack as we thought. Um, buy. Really? It's a great quarterback group. The whole, the whole league is filled with good quarterbacks. Yeah, but, Those but two are the best. That's why I said as we thought. Like, have, have you changed? They, they both had bad week ones. Have well, they... let's, let's put things in perspective. Uh-huh. No Drew Brees yet. Right. So let's see how he does, because he's the third guy. And then my fourth and fifth guys were just awful. <laughs> in, I, awful. I own them both in my, in the, in the two quarterback league. Mariota, huh? I own both of them in the two quarterback league. Uh, Mariota, Mariota. Yeah, that's gonna be 0 and 1 for me. <laughs> right. So you're gonna have Wilson, we, you know, we, you illustrated the schedule. Um, but I think that's the fun part of it is that, I was watching games with, uh, with my cousin and he said, I finally listened to you and I waited and I waited and I waited and I took a quarterback and I took Matthew Stafford. And so he's loving life right now. Yeah. After what Stafford did. And I think we're still going to see Alex Smith's going to be very popular in the waiver wire. Uh, Jameis didn't play, you know, Carson Wentz played really well. He did. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger played well on the road. We still don't know when Andrew Luck's going to come back, and if he does come back and plays at the level he's capable of, that's going to make things a little bit closer. So it's kind of why we say don't necessarily reach for a quarterback. Yeah, okay, but but okay, let me – okay, fine, fine. So let's say you were taking Aaron Rodgers in the third round. That was when Which you Which is were, fine. Perfect. What about now? Do you think – would you downgrade Still would. Him? I'm not yeah. going to change that after one game. Right. All right. Yeah, I know. I, I Look, I know a lot of this stuff is going to be kind of ridiculous, but it, it is uh, – it No, is I, I understand is why you're asking it, but – you know, I, I think we talked about this a little bit with Brady on Friday. If Brandon Cooks comes down with two of those, those two touchdowns that set up the Mike Gillisley scores or Gronk scores that touchdown, nobody is saying anything about Tom Brady at all. No, no, I, you shouldn't. Wentz, uh, I wanted to say, I watched a lot of that game because uh, it was a local game for me. So I had Red Zone on TV and I had a couple games on the laptop and the Eagles-Redskins one I focused on. And this, he could really be very good. I, I think he's going to be a little mistake prone. I don't know if this is going to be Wentz's like true breakout year, but he's sure. a great athlete. He got away from pressure a lot. Uh, well, that that's good. the thing. That Aguilar touchdown is fluky. It you is. know, uh, I was uh at the time with an Eagles fan, and he was like, "Wow, that was like Donovan McNabb to Deshaun Jackson." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, the McNabb, and, the McNabb part, like I, I get, like it was a great play by Wentz. Like, let's not call Aguilar Deshaun Jackson, but no, Aguilar no, no, but it, well. it, it was just you know yeah, getting out good. of uh, extreme trouble and then just chucking it, and there's a guy wide open. It was good, um, no doubt. But yeah, we haven't seen you know Jeffrey didn't have a great game. Ertz, I thought was fantastic, and um, and Aguilar looks like he's going to be a big player for them. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, would you? Well, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, Tariq Cohen, buy or sell? Tariq Cohen will cut into Jordan Howard's production. Bye. He looks good. He looks awesome. Not yeah. like every down back awesome, but he like Tariq Cohen's going to have a role. Yeah, I, I think it's um, you know, Pierre Thomas, uh, Darren Sproles type situation. Yeah, and remember with Howard, Howard still scored the touchdown. Um, and uh, they they're. One a very very good offensive lineman and Kyle Long did not play. Well, and that's that's a good thing because I don't know where where Dave uh, moved Jordan Howard. I I kind of sunk Jordan Howard a little bit after the Kyle Long news came out. You did? Yeah, uh, he's still a number two running back for me. I didn't tell anybody to bench him, but I dropped him to like fifteen or sixteen in the standard rankings, and I think like twenty in PPR. Buy or yeah, sell. you have to you have to pick up Tariq Cohen. Um, he's in the the same discussion like we were talking about. Chris Carson didn't have a great game, but he played okay. Um, uh, Smallwood, the thing that didn't materialize. Matt Breida, we haven't really seen what they're going to do with him yet. But, I mean, if you, if you were unhappy with any of those guys, drop them and pick up Tariq Cohen for sure. Frank Gore is in a legit running back by committee, by herself. Frank Gore, legit uh, RBBC. I don't want to I'm, – I'm, if I had to lean, I would lean by. But it's hard to say how this game would have gone if it was competitive for the Colts, if they would have leaned on Frank Gore a little bit more. So I thought Marlon Mack scored a touchdown. Well, I don't know why that wasn't reviewed. He did. They should have reviewed it. Uh, that was a, a catch. It was a 21-yard catch. He got in. He, they should have reviewed it, and they didn't. He did score a touchdown, though, later in the game, a rushing touchdown. Yeah. For Marlon no, I'm Mack. sorry. The first touchdown. Excuse me. Right. He should have had two on the day. Uh, and then even Robin Tur- Robert Turbin got some goal line stuff. Uh, buy or sell. Ty Montgomery is absolutely not in a running back by committee. Uh, bye. I mean, you know, he, uh, he had a little bit of a scare. I, I, I think they were looking at his, his left leg. Uh, hopefully it was his knee. And, and remember, uh, Heath brought this up a couple times over the course of the preseason that he also has the sickle cell trait and, you know, any soft tissue injury could take a little bit longer for him to heal. So hopefully he's not dealing with anything. He did come back into the game after getting hurt. Right. Um, and, and Jamal Williams had one run. He looked fine on the one run, at least that the one run that I saw after Montgomery came out. It was a good run. So, it was a good run. Huh? He had two carries for run. nine yards. That was a good one. But, but I think, um, you know, it's I know Montgomery's you, job, without question. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, he I, and week. I will say this now, fully admit it. This is going to be the guy I'm the most wrong on. Um, if if this is the sign of things to come. Okay, Ty Montgomery. So uh, I apologize if you followed me on that advice. That's okay. Hopefully you followed Heath on that one. That's why we're a team here. But you never sure. know. You never know. Uh, in fact, I was watching the game thinking like he takes on a lot of contact. He might have trouble staying healthy. And then of course Montgomery. Left with an injury, but he came back. He looked a little, and, and there was, they even brought this up on the broadcast. He looked a little gassed at one point, and this was the second most carries he's ever had. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you have to you're right. That'll, that'll catch up to him. It remains to be seen if Montgomery can handle the full workload. Yep. Uh, buy or sell. Carlos Hyde will be a PPR stud, but not so much in standard scoring. Um, I will buy the first part of it, but I think that will just lead to him being good in standard as well. Because if he's going to be involved in the passing game, he's going to be involved touching the ball, which is the great thing that you hope to see. So he's he's fine. He's a very safe number two running back moving forward. It's going to be tough for him next week, clearly. But uh, I, I think you're still going to you know roll him out there and start him every week. All right, that's Carlos Hyde. I think he had six catches today and looked you know played that that Atlanta running back role, catching the ball. But they did struggle running it against Carolina. They will struggle. Boyer looked Seattle. terrible. I didn't see much of it. So, yeah, he looked bad. <laughs> I'll take your word. Uh, buy or sell. I am an idiot for dropping, I guess I could just stop the sentence there, but I'll keep going. I am an idiot <laughs> for dropping LeGarrette Blunt for Wendell Smallwood. Let me rephrase it. I am an idiot for using the word bonanza. No, um, it's not my fault. They all suck today. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, the Garrett Blunt, look, a receiving touchdown. Where did that come from? As that was, uh, what an insult. Insult to injury. I, um, it's funny because I struggled with, I wanted to pick up Chris Carson. I picked up Chris Carson in a bunch of leagues last night. I told people to pick up Chris Carson. Um, and there was one league where I, I had Wendell Smallwood. I actually drafted Chris Carson, dropped him from Wendell Smallwood, and I wanted to pick up Chris Carson again, but I had a, a stupid situation. It's a keeper league where Jameis was my only quarterback, so I had to drop somebody I didn't want to anyway. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop Wendell Smallwood. Yeah. And good for I, you. I, I don't feel bad about it now. <laughs> good for you. I, I mean, I still think he's, he's going to, he could be a better running back than Blunt, but mm-hmm. he's, he's not, like, it's not his role. He had four carries in the game and didn't do well with them. Uh, yep. now, buy or sell Jesse James is worth a look in 12 team leagues. Jesse James, two touchdowns today for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly what role Vance McDonald will play moving forward, but this was uh, a great performance by Jesse James, you know, and there was a couple tight ends. I don't know if we all collectively ranked it this way. I, I know I did not, but I, I know as a group, we talked about Austin Hooper. We talked about Jesse James, uh, after the Ladarius Green injury, but before Vance McDonald came on board. Um, Charles Clay was another one we talked about, you know, certainly leading up to the game, but, uh, you know what Roethlisberger's history has been. It's never been a dominant tight end, but it was Heath Miller was a security blanket for him mm-hmm. and had some good years and in one great year. And so they've been kind of looking for that, but we didn't see the great game from Martavis Bryant. We certainly didn't see the great game from Le'Veon Bell. So I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. I think Jesse James, you're chasing more so than you're counting on something. Like if, again, if you're asking me, uh, Charles Clay or Jesse James, I'm taking Charles Clay. Yeah, and they got a much tougher matchup next week with the Vikings coming to town. Uh, that said, if you're asking, if I'm asking you Jack Doyle or Jesse James, knowing that luck might miss, I don't know, maybe a month, would you make that swap? Uh, I, I think at that point I would probably just be in the streaming mode. Yeah, so. it wouldn't have to be James. Right. <laughs> Cause but J- I, I'll tell you what though, the beginning of that game, it was Tolzina Doyle, Tolzina Doyle, two catches on the first drive, or at least the first, first, uh, First quarter, he had two catches on one drive for Jack Doyle. Buy or sell, Kenny Galladay and Cooper Cup are must-own wide receivers. Galladay and Cup must-own. I think you know how I feel about Cup, and and I'm probably going to be in minority by saying this, but I would rather have Cooper Cup than Kenny Galladay because I think he's uh, going to be involved more. I think that it's uh uh you're going to be chasing touchdowns with Galladay. Galladay has the higher ceiling, but I just think Cooper Cup is a is a better fit for what the Rams offense does than what Galladay will be for what the Lions offense is. And again, maybe wrong about that, but uh, I like Cup better than Galladay. But yes, they both should be owned. These are guys that we touted a lot in the preseason, and they delivered in big, big ways in week one. Yep, Cooper Cup 36% owned, right about the same ownership as Galladay. Four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown on six targets for the Rams. Uh, waiver Wild will be fun with uh, with some wide receivers and finally, buy or sell, Chris Carson, 21% owned, will be the best Seattle running back in 2017. Chris Carson, best Seattle running back. I'll buy that, but, you know, it's hard to fully judge without Thomas Rawls being there. So Rawls is going to be a guy that's probably going to deal with a lot of injuries throughout the course of his career. High ankle sprain forced him out of this this game. I would hope, if I'm a Chris Carson guy, and I'm a Chris Carson guy, that they let him sit in terms of Rawls. Week two, so that Carson gets that game against the 49ers. Yeah, the thing is, like, Carson, why am I even saying this? He had six carries for 39 yards and one catch, but Lacey had five carries for three yards. Like, well, it, Lacey's not, it's not even Lacey anymore. It's, it's Carson versus Rawls. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, already, already he's looking like at worst the number two running back on the team. And with Rawls' injury history, Carson looks like a pretty talented player. 
So at 21% owned, that is an under-owned player right there. Let's go through all the games, Jamie. Before we do that, though, football season is now officially back. Plenty of games to go to, or maybe you want to go to a concert or a comedy show or theater. You can use SeatGeek for all of these, and you can save 20 bucks with our promo code FFT, and that is awesome. Download the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek app, there it is, and use the promo code FFT. So, look, I use SeatGeek every time I need tickets. It makes this process, which used to be so annoying, very simple, very cost-effective. SeatGeek goes out, searches multiple ticket sites, then it says, hey, dude, here are the best tickets, here are the best values, buy these seats. Oh, hey, uh, you want 20 bucks off? All right, type in FFT at checkout. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. This has been one of the best apps I've downloaded in the last few years, so please join me and start using SeatGeek. Our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. So download the app and enter the promo code FFT. Again, download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, look, I'm just going to take a quick aside from, from the games that have already happened and take a look at a game that's happening now. Of course, when you all listen, uh, you know, it'll be old news. But I, it's uh, late first quarter. It's 3 nothing Dallas. They're going to win by by at least 14 points. This is going to be a slaughter. They're going to f- just kill the Giants. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's over. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Jamie. Philadelphia at Washington. A quasi-bonanza. 30-17. to Eagles with the road win. The 58-yard touchdown throw to Nelson Aguilar, as Jamie said, it was fluky. It was nuts. And other than that, Aguilar... Uh, he had like five other catches. Let me get, he, he had five other catches and 28 yards on the other plays. It's other than the broken play, 58 yard touchdown. Sure. But eight targets is nice. It is. Yeah. Um, so Aguilar, Galladay Cup, is he in that same group or is he behind them? He's behind for me, but you know, this is still a team that, as you saw last year, um, with Carson Wentz, he leans on the middle of the field. You saw it with Jordan Matthews. You see it with Zach Ertz. Hertz had a big day, so um, there'll be some games where Aguilar is putting up the Alshon Jeffrey stat line of three for thirty-eight. Any thoughts on this game, uh, Rob Kelly? Like the Redskins were bad. Kirk Cousins scored twelve points. Rob Kelly had ten carries for thirty yards. Chris Thompson had a pretty awesome twenty-nine yard touchdown catch. Um, Jordan Reed five catches, thirty-six yards. A lot of the tight ends were just awful this week. I yeah, I didn't have the volume on, but the the play where the Eagles, uh, where Fletcher Cox scored the touchdown, it really looked like Kirk Cousins threw that ball. Don't get it. I uh, yeah, I, I the the announcer was saying he said first that looks like a fumble, and then he looked at the replay and he said I think I'm wrong. And then they brought on Mike Pereira, Mike Pereira, whatever it is, Peoria, Pereira. Illinois, uh, and he said that he thought it was going to get overturned and be an incomplete pass. This was this was the ball game, you know. This was. Washington's last drive chance to yeah. win. The, I think yeah, I think they were down by six. Yeah, it went it went from twenty four or twenty three seventeen to to thirty seventeen. And it was ruled a fumble and then a touchdown. I'm sorry, no, they scored a two point conversion on that. Okay, so they they had a chance to win the game. Um, it was weird. So, but but yeah, you know, you and I, Jamie, talked off the air. I think yesterday about how we kind of feel like there's a chance the Redskins just have a pretty yucky year. Mm-hmm. This was not a good start. They had a very bad preseason. This was not a promising start for the Redskins. No. Um, Pryor had what could have been an easy touchdown. He fell down. Uh, Jamison Crowder was bad, fumbled. So not what, and, and now you have the Jordan Reed thing that's hanging over his head that he's playing with this, you know, fracture in his toe. 
uh, things could crumble really quickly for them. Hopefully that's not the case, but um, I, I hope that Cousins, as he's shown the ability to over the last couple of years, to be a very good quarterback. Maybe not great, maybe not upper echelon, but good. And if you have a good quarterback, that covers up a lot of things, but it is a new receiving core. Hopefully that doesn't, you know, lean to lend itself toward a bad offensive season. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something about, um, Terrell Pryor too. He had a 50 yard touchdown catch go right through his fingers. I, I don't know how he missed it. It would not have counted. It would have been called back on a holding penalty, but I think you look at it and you see Pryor had opportunities to make plays and that's what you're looking for in fantasy. You're looking for opportunities. So, uh, I don't think you're too discouraged by Pryor, right? No. Okay. Pittsburgh 21, Cleveland 18. Martavis Bryant. Well, first, Le'Veon Bell. Terrible game for him. Uh, fewest total yards since his rookie season. 32 yards rushing, 15 receiving on 13 touches. Any concerns at all about Le'Veon Bell? No. Um, you know, you just want to hope that the holdout is not going to be something that lingers. And it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, look, it's frustrating when you have David Johnson not play to the level that he's capable of playing and then get hurt. You have Le'Veon Bell. You know, those are the two number one, number two overall picks, you know, depending on what order you took them in. Uh, and, and we'll see what Melvin Gordon does because LaShawn McCoy was a monster and Devontae Freeman was good. So those were the top five running backs. And, you know, when you see, uh, when you see those guys not necessarily playing like they're capable of, it, it, it hurts. Are you concerned at all about Isaiah Crowell or or Martavis Bryant? Total duds today. Well, Crowell, Bryant, Crowell, no, Crowell wasn't a dud. Because, he wasn't a dud. I'm sorry? Crowell was not a dud. He, I think he had a two-point conversion, right? So Yeah, he, got, he ends up getting you eight fantasy yeah, points. But I told you before the game I was nervous about Crowell because I think the Steelers' defense is going to be really good. Yeah. And they looked really good. And so Crowell, the thing you got to look at is 17 cat carries. There was no other running back of note that really had carries. Matthew Day's got three. Um, Duke Johnson got banged up in the game. He came back in. Uh, Crowell had the two catches. You know, he's going to be around 20 touches a game. And behind that offensive line, it's not going to be pretty next week, but he's still going to be, uh, uh, by the end of the year, a number two running back that you'll be happy he's on your team. And, uh, Bryant, Martavis, let's, uh, just get him home where almost all of his touchdowns in his career have come. Six, six, uh, six targets. He'll, he'll be fine. You know, again, the only guy that really played exceptional really in this game. Uh, was Antonio Brown. And, yeah. you know, Roethlisberger was, was good. He wasn't great. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they'll be fine. You know, I guess Jesse James was exceptional. All right. Last thing, Corey Coleman. It, his, you know, he catches the touchdown and saves the game, saves his game, his stat line a little bit. 76% owned. Corey Coleman, five for 53 and one. And they were impressed with Kaiser. He did fine. Uh, what do you think about Coleman at 76% owned? Look, led them in targets. You know, Kenny Britt yet to be a thing. Only three targets yeah. for him. Um, he's going to be their guy. So I, I, I think if you're stashing him, you know, when next week again, not going to be the matchup to trust him, but there's going to be some moments and, and, and hopefully it happens soon where he, he takes off. He's, he's, he right now behind Michael Thomas, I, I may be mistaken, but just off the top of my head, he's going to be the second best receiver from that class for this year. For this year. Okay. So the second year guys, Corey Coleman. All right, uh, that's it for Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Let's go to the Jets and the Bills. First, though, it was week one. You had a, a lot of opportunities to play some daily fantasy. I sincerely hope you did so on the draft app this weekend. If you didn't, don't worry. You got a few more months to give it a shot. I love it. It's so fun. I love playing fantasy football on draft because I love doing snake drafts, and that's what you get to do on draft. Every single week, new snake drafts, 
as many as you want. They only take a few minutes. And I'll give you this limited time offer for new players on draft. Get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. You have to use our promo code FF today. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using our promo code FF today on your first deposit on draft. So it's, it's really great. I know we all love doing snake drafts. They're the best part of fantasy. They only take a few minutes. They're super fun. It's a different way to play. I love it. So join me on draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search draft in the app store. It'll come up first. Join a game in minutes. Uh, play right at your computer on playdraft.com if you prefer. Whatever you want. Use uh, the draft app and our promo code FF today and your first deposit. Uh, when you use FF today, you get a real money game for free. All right, let's go to the Jets and the Bills. I had the Jets at plus eight. They lost by nine. Um, <laughs> Todd Bowles is just a bad coach. They, I mean, they're a bad team. But what are you gonna say? They had, they're they're, they're trailing whatever by nine. He he uh, punts on fourth down. Yeah, and then he goes for the stupid two point conversion to take them out of the chance of covering. Yeah, you know, not that that's on his mind, but it was a bad chance to go for two. It was on bad my mind, Jamie. It was on my mind. Yep. Uh, Lashawn McCoy is amazing. And Mike Tolbert got a decent workload in this game, so I guess he's not the worst handcuff to own. Were, did, were there any takeaways? I mean, look, it was was not a great week for quarterbacks, and if you scored 20 points, you did well, and Tyrod Taylor scored 21 with 38 rushing yards. He's at Carolina, then Denver, then at Atlanta in his next three games. Yeah, this was a guy we were talking about that had a chance to be a good streaming option for you, good replacement for Luck, good replacement for Jameis. And really the interception, I'm not going to put that on him. Ball went through Charles Clay's hands and uh, ended up in a, a just defender in the end zone. So he could have potentially had three touchdowns. So I, I think if you're looking for any sign of signs of life for this Bills offense, Taylor looks like he could be the guy that we saw a year ago when he was on his game. Um, and like you mentioned, the, the 38 yards rushing, it was on eight carries, so he's going to run the ball again. Um, the, uh, the receiving core, though, didn't necessarily step up. I don't know if they had to, but three targets for Matthews, Jordan Matthews, um, four targets for Zay Jones. Neither guy had a big game. Uh, Jordan Matthews had a 47-yard catch that sort of boosted his stats a little bit. But um, Charles Clay, the numbers have been very good over the end of last year and the beginning part of this year. So if you're uh, if you're tired of Jack Doyle or frustrated with uh, the Andrew Luck injury, so um, that's a guy you could look at. Are you more encouraged that Bilal Powell had a lot more touches than Matt Forte, or discouraged that Bilal Powell? did so poorly with those touches? I think it's a little frustrating because, you know, we collectively as a fantasy analyst community, because it's not just us, not just our site, you know, anywhere you looked, everybody was telling you Bilal Powell is a good pick, if not a great pick, um, based on how he finished, based on the usage he should get. But I think collectively as a community, we forgot that Matt Forte is still on the team. And so... Forte is just going to be a, a an annoying factor. But but not but I was expecting Forte to have more carries, a lot more carries, and he didn't. But I mean, you know, Powell had seven, Forte had six. Powell, Powell had, had five, five catches. catches. Forte had three. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> but at least it's not like no. it was at the beginning of last year, where Forte's getting twenty carries a game. Yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. And and you know, I'll go back to the stat I said. I thought that they were going to you know lean on Forte more for week one because he's healthy and it was a game where I thought they'd be competitive, which sure. they were. But um it's just I, I think the upside of Powell is capped as long as Forte is healthy. 
that is a fair statement. I was really, I was really upset with John Brown and, and Robbie Anderson, two guys that I started and thought they'd have good games and they stunk. Yeah, but you know, if you're looking for somebody, Jermaine Curse, you know, they said he's going to be their number one guy, and he led them in targets, one more than Anderson. Anderson had four catches for 22 yards. Curse had seven for 59. Nothing to write home about. But if you're in a PPR league, that's 12 points. And so if you're looking for a fourth receiver, a fifth receiver, you know, he's going to be in that. He's not anywhere close to Galladay or Cup. He's not close to Aguilar. He's not. That was but, my next question. Yeah, he's he's at the bottom of the barrel of receivers to look for. But 14-team leagues, you know, you and I play in, in our podcast league. This is somebody I think you got to consider. Okay. Detroit 35, Arizona 23. And um, any any takeaways from this game that we haven't that we haven't talked about? I think we kind of covered uh, it. I don't know if you could trust Carson Palmer. <laughs> I mean, next week's going to be an interesting one. Like I have him in in two leagues. I'm I'm nervous. You know, I mean, the 48 pass attempts is nice, but he he looked bad and didn't get a lot of help from his receivers. Uh, JJ Nelson scores the touchdown. You know, maybe that's something you want to buy into. Fitzgerald, 13 targets, 6 for 74. That's great PPR. Terrible and standard. Not a terrible, but frustrating and standard. Yeah. Um, no, seven and this fantasy offense points runs through David Johnson. Seven fantasy points in standard scoring leagues is probably, I'm going to guess. I should have said terrible. No, it's it, but it's probably like around 24th or 25th most weeks. So that's Potentially. borderline number two receiver. He, he was, he was, if you're just stacking them up, he was the fourth receiver in this game because the three Lions guys did better than him fantasy point. That's Fitzgerald. Um, Amir Abdullah, I mean, look, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, bad bad results, but he dominated the carries. He had 15 carries. Nobody else had more than six. I don't know if he will get goal line carries, but we knew this was going to be tough sledding for Abdullah. It certainly was. 15 carries for 30 yards. That sucked. And Theo Riddick caught a touchdown on most people's benches. Atlanta, yep. Atlanta at Chicago. What do you think of Hoopa? We haven't talked about him. First of all, somebody emailed me or tweeted me and said that Hoopa is the most annoying thing that I do. Which I think is crazy because I'm sure I do a lot of really annoying things, and that one's actually funny. I think that guy's never seen Jaws. Probably has not seen Jaws. Uh, the Bonanza is certainly the most annoying thing you do. <laughs> right? That's what I thought he was talking about, and I looked at what he was replying to, and he was replying to Hoopa. <laughs> I love how everybody tweets at me and Dave and Heath and says, make him stop. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Bonanza or Hoopa? Yes. Oh, Bonanza, yeah. It's never stopping, people. I'm not a sorcerer. It's not my fault. But Hooper had an 80-yard touchdown catch on completely busted coverage. Uh, Hooper, yeah, 40-yard catch, too, on busted coverage. Hooper or Clay? Oh, Clay. All right. Um, Kendall Wright. With the Kevin White injury, does Kendall Wright – is that actually someone that people should hold on to? He's 54% owned. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, they're going to have better better – performances from their receiving core moving forward but i mean just look at the target breakdown it was 12 targets to Tariq cohen six targets to zach miller five targets to jordan howard does that speak to trusting their outside guys no not even remotely and so um like atlanta has a good secondary um they're a little bit i think you know if you're trying to find a soft spot on the defense it's probably their linebackers and coverage I don't know though if I'm going to trust Kendall Wright to start most weeks moving forward. No oh, hell no. I, I don't think anything changed really in this game. It's from a fantasy standpoint. Like Freeman scored, Coleman didn't have a great game, but you're you're going to have to ride that out with Coleman. He's just going to be frustrating. And um, he did have four catches for 42 yards. And I don't. It was such a bad week for quarterbacks. Like 
Matt Ryan, 19 fantasy points. Rodgers didn't play that well. Wilson and Mariota disappointed. Tom Brady scored, I think, 10 fantasy points. Like, terrible week for quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, anyway. Baltimore 20, Cincinnati 0. Speaking of terrible week for quarterbacks, Andy Dalton, negative 4 points. Baltimore had the ball for 34 minutes. Joe Flacco scored 8 points, but he gets Cleveland. He gets a much better matchup in week 2 if you're desperate for a quarterback there. Uh, you gotta be pretty happy about Terrence West. That was somebody you really liked this week. 19 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just, it speaks to again, Novanta's perfect and what, uh, what this running back situation could be facing them. So if you're Lamar Miller and, you know, you're upset with his nine fantasy points that he got, then, you know, maybe this is another game because Burfecht's not going to play Thursday night. So I, I think with Terrence West, I don't know if I'm buying into Javorius Allen because, they kind of do the same thing. This isn't really like a Danny Woodhead replacement. Mm-hmm. So if, if Woodhead's out for several weeks, I don't know if they throw Javoris Allen into that pass-catching role, and maybe they have to bring somebody else in. Um, but the, I think the thing that – the only thing really that discouraged me about West, and it could be because of the score, is he was, I think, like a 25-catch guy last year, and without Woodhead in there, only got one target, no catches. So I would like to see him involved in the passing game because I think that will help when he doesn't have a favorable matchup. But next week, I think you're going to be starting him regardless. I mean, let's not give up on Woodhead yet. He barely played, and he had three catches for 33 yards. No, no, but he's hurt. He I know, I, I know, I know. But I'm saying, you know, if you stash him, like, you got exactly what you were hoping from Woodhead. Hopefully it's not too serious of an injury. Uh, Jeremy, like, Jeremy Macklin scored, but he just had one big play, a 48-yard touchdown catch. He had two catches in the game. And uh, Mike Wallace had one catch for eight yards on one target. I, it's probably not fair to judge just – Flacco's been terrible in, at Cincinnati every time, but are you going to trust Macklin in week two against the Browns? Yeah, I think he's – I had him ranked like in my top 30 in, in this game because Pac-Man was out and Sean Williams was out and Burfick was out. So if you're just looking at it, you know, encouraging, okay, big play. looks like he can still get open and, and, you know, the slant route is such a big part of what their offense is. I'm pretty sure he scored on the, on the slant route. Yep. Um, Mike Wallace, not a factor. Uh, tight end's not a factor. No Danny Woodhead potentially next week. So if uh, if they do throw the ball, look what Antonio Brown just did. So, you know, you cut that in half, and that's maybe where Macklin can, can sort of fall into line, fall in line, you know, be like an 80-yard guy, hopefully a chance to score. Uh, drop or hold Dalton? It depends on what you're owning him for. You know, if you're owning him to be uh, a luck, Jameis, you know, uh, streaming replacement, drop. Yeah, it might be tough sledding this week. Houston on Thursday. Then it's at Green Bay, at Cleveland, Buffalo. Much better after that. But I, again, like, don't give up on Dalton necessarily because he's, he's been a solid fantasy quarterback. Not great, but, but worth owning. And just had a bad game. Yep. Jacksonville 29, Houston Well, just 7. real quick. And same thing with Tyler Eifert. I didn't love the matchup for him. Only one target. That was extremely disappointing. They didn't have the ball all that much either. They got time of possession, big time Cincinnati. Uh, Jacksonville 29, Houston 7. Yeah, I was actually pretty excited to pick up, pick up Blake Bortles in a league, uh, to start him next week against Tennessee. But, uh, I don't think I'm gonna do that if Allen Robinson is out. He's still bad. 11 for 21, 125 yards. Ew. Uh, let's talk about Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. And I sat okay. Hopkins for John Brown and I loved it. I thought it was such a brilliant move. It was, ugh. But, um, <laughs> My honestly, initial impressions were like not much has changed for Lamar Miller, and maybe not for DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins scored the touchdown; he got 16 targets. But I don't feel great about them coming out of this game. What do you think? 
Well, I, I think with, with Hopkins, if he doesn't score a touchdown, those 16 targets go for nothing because, you know, 755 is just awful. Yeah. So the touchdown saved him, thankfully. And Miller, I think if this was, th- this was probably as bad a game as the Texans are going to play offensively. At least I would, that would be my hope. Mm-hmm. And he came away with nine fantasy points. Yep. So, it's exactly like last year. Like, gives you enough total yards, gets the touches, but couldn't score. He's always, he, last year he was very consistently, I don't know the week to week, but very consistently a top 20 to 24 running back. So he's not killing you. No. He's just not giving you the huge upside that we thought he was going to have. Right. So I'm still encouraged by this. I think good matchup again Thursday night without perfect in there. We know running backs on Thursday traditionally have performed well. And running backs against the Bengals without perfect in there have performed well. Hopefully they get Dwayne Brown back. You know, that could be a big part of this offense yes, also please. moving forward. Boy, they need and that. I do think that if Deshaun Watson does start, we see typically mobile quarterbacks help running games and running backs. So I, I'm not discouraged by Lamar Miller. Okay. And uh Hopkins, like I said earlier in the show, Watson just loved him. So 11 targets in the second <laughs> Who half. else is it going to love, especially when Fedorowicz went out? Yeah. Oakland 26 and Tennessee 16. Uh Any major takeaways from this game? You, you already talked about Amari Cooper being a big winner. Any major takeaways here? Well, I think we got to look at the Titans, you know, offense. Um, and, and what kind of is this, is this problem? Cause their schedule doesn't exactly look great moving forward. Oh gosh. The next three weeks at Jacksonville, Seattle, at Houston, then it gets better. Right. And so can they manage their way through this? Now, Mariota was a touchdown away from being a monster quarterback for the week, just given what the quarterbacks look like, you know, so had he found his way to another passing score. That would have been good. But looking at the targets, this was something that was a uh, something was something I wanted to look at going in. And they all got targets. Delaney Walker, nine. Rashard Matthews, nine. Corey Davis, ten. Eric Decker, eight. Now, none of them did anything great with it, which I think is the concern, is that it's just going to be who can you pinpoint week to week to be the, the best guy. Um, that, I think, could be frustrating if you were banking on any of these guys to be significant contributors for you. I'd like to see more pass attempts from Derek Carr. He had a good game. He scored 22 fantasy points, but he stopped throwing, they stopped throwing the ball. He was more of like a, a 32 passes per game kind of guy late in the season, and that's exactly what he had this week. Maybe a little bit more than that late in the season, but, you know, we'll see. I, I think, uh, you know, we don't, we didn't like Marshawn Lynch so much this year. Probably a little bit more this week than this year, but, um, he, he did well. 18 for 76. Yeah, I mean, look, if he, if he found a, a, a touchdown, he would have been a great running back this week, but, um, it's, the, the question was never going to be how he's going to perform early in the season. It was going to be can he sustain for 16 weeks? Yep. And so, um, we have a new member of our staff on CBS Sports, a new analyst, uh, Danny Cannell. Uh, you probably know him from, uh, his days as an NFL quarterback, certainly a, a very good college quarterback. Do I, can I boo an him? Analyst, uh, at ESPN. Can I boo him for, uh, being a Seminole, or or do I have to be nice? Well, he was a giant too. He was a giant. Actually, he he is a great analyst. He was one of my favorite color commentators on on ESPN. Outstanding. So he's now part of our our, our group, and uh, he did our halftime shows on on our video product on CBS Sports. But I was talking to him a little bit before uh, in the first quarter of the games, and Marshawn Lynch had a couple carries, and then he came up the field, and Danny's like, you know, joking around. He goes, "Oh man, he just looks gassed," and you have to wonder if. That's, you know, just working his, his, uh, his stamina up. And, you know, look, kudos to him. He had a, a run where he ran over a, a Titans defensive lineman. He also got stuffed on a, uh, a fourth down run 
where he couldn't get out of the way. So um, this was this was very encouraging if you bought into Marshawn Lynch that he got you, you know, eight fantasy points and, and certainly the 18 carries for 76 yards. Cool. Three more games, Green Bay and Seattle. I do think we covered this game pretty well. 17-9, the final score. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. We don't want to overreact to one game. And the, actually, the, the Packers have decent pass rushers, maybe a pretty good front seven. But how concerned are you right now about the Seattle offense? And would you, is there any quarterback that you had ranked behind Russell Wilson that you're thinking, I'd actually take him over Russell Wilson rest of the season? No, because I want to see what they do the next few weeks when the schedule's great. Yeah. If he struggles against San Francisco, you know, if he has one of these games where it's the, the running game is dominating and the defense getting some scores and, and he doesn't do much, you know, has like 180 yards passing and, and maybe a touchdown and, you know, we've seen that from him, you know, 30, 40 rushing yards and that's the, the end of it, then I'd be frustrated. But, you know, only two carries, but showed the explosiveness running the ball with 40 yards on that, had a 29 yard run. Um, his receivers, I don't think did him a lot of favors. Jimmy Graham had a bad drop on a third down throw. So I, I'm I'm still okay with it. It's I, I didn't give the Green Bay defense enough credit. They played really great. Mm-hmm. The offensive line needs to still play better. That's a problem. They need to have a little bit more balance with their run game. But they get the the tonic next week. They get to face a bad defense at San Francisco that lost potentially a key member of that defensive line, Reuben Foster. So uh, I, I think the Seahawks will be fine. Rest of season, Devontae Adams or Crabtree. Uh, they were so close to begin with. I'll still take Adams because of his quarterback, but I have no problem if somebody wanted to go the other way. All right. And I, I, and look, I, I don't want to say that Randall Cobb can't do this again. If you bought into Randall Cobb this year, you're doing a touchdown dance. He didn't do one, but you're doing one. I can't believe he's 96% owned. He was, he's not on any of my teams. And people kept drafting him and I didn't really get it, but this was a really nice start for Cobb. 13 targets, nine catches. And 85 yards against the Seahawks. All right. Uh, let's go to the Rams 46 and the Colts 3. And the Rams they had the ball. They scored a touchdown in every which way possible. Yeah. They had the ball. Oh, by the way, remember when I left early, the flex draft? You made fun of me for leaving early to catch a train. Mm-hmm. Remember who you drafted, which defense you guys drafted for me? Oh, you, it, the, the team you picked was not the question. It was you leaving that. I, I'm just saying that was the one pick that was made without me. And you got, you oh. gave me the Rams. So that's right. <laughs> right. Thank you. The Rams scored two defensive. Aaron Donald. Yep. Two defensive touchdowns, one right out of the gate. Um, all right. Like how patient are you? Nah, forget Moncrief. He's boring. Let's talk about Gurley because you're happy if you started Todd Gurley. He scored a touchdown. He caught, uh, five balls for 56 yards, but he averaged about two yards per carry. 19 carries, 40 yards and a touchdown. Your overall thoughts on Gurley. I think he's uh never going to live up to the expectations that we had after his rookie season. But I do think that he's going to have games like this where he grinds his way to good fantasy production. So the five catches, I think, is the best thing about the game. Yeah. The uh the 19 carries for 40 yards is the worst thing about the game. And the touchdown run was nice. You know, he really uh pushed his way into the end zone, you know, and showed that he wanted to get in there um, on that touchdown run. So the offense – I'll say the same thing I said about him going into the year. The offense will be better. Golf will be better. Coach will be better. Situation will be better. Is he going to be better? I don't know if he was better today, but he was involved to the level that you – anytime you're going to get 20-plus touches from a guy that still has his level of talent. Yeah, he is talented. He is talented. He really is. Um, Cooper Cup, 36% owned. He's going to be added in a lot of leagues. And uh, I had one more question here. Oh, Kareem Hunt or Todd Gurley? Kareem Hunt. 
Carolina 23, San well, Francisco. Real quick, though. Sammy Watkins, not the game we were hoping for either. Five for 58, five targets. I want to see what this passing game can be when they're chasing points. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think, where they're going to be a little bit more valuable. We'll see if Goff will be valuable, but these pass catchers, I think, will be more valuable. Yeah, Goff, 12% owned, I think. He uh, threw for 300 yards. Not bad at all. His first win. Carolina 23, San Francisco 9, and uh, this was a slaughter. Uh, well, Actually, that's not true. It was a slaughter in terms of time of possession. It was never really in doubt, I guess I'd say, but 14-point game. I uh, I was watching Cam Newton, and he was so inaccurate. I think he got better as the game went on, but I was he like, did. Yep. oh, you're, you're terrible. But then he got he did get better. He didn't play that well. He had 19 fantasy points. Or 16 and the interception fantasy. was a great interception. It was. By the 49ers. It was. 16 fantasy points. Put the ball points. up a little, little, uh, behind Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know who intercepted it, but he went up and made a great catch to do it. Kelvin Benjamin was, uh, definitely my biggest disappointment this week. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be great and he was terrible. How about, how about my FanDuel lineup? You ready for this? Carson Palmer. Same. David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. Wait, are you serious or are you just making fun of me? No. This is exactly what I did. Oh, you did the same thing? And I did John Brown, Robbie Anderson, and Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, uh, we had two of the same receivers except I had Terrell Pryor. I, pathetic. I, I did I didn't even look. I probably I'm gonna look right now. I bet I finished like last out of a hundred. It was bad. Because <laughs> I don't have anybody on Monday night. So uh pretty awful. Pretty awful. Any other thoughts on Carolina and San Francisco? Uh Pierre Garcon, gotta be excited if you're you know own him in PPR. Ten targets, six catches, eighty one yards. Um and if you're just interested to speculate on somebody George Kittle, six targets, five catches, 27 yards. Numbers aren't great, but the targets were there. He's going to be their tight end. Kyle Uchek got banged up in the game. You know, we'll, we'll see what his usage is moving forward. Um, but, uh, McCaffrey's fumble. I just hope that's not something that haunts him moving forward. I lied, by the way. I had Mariota, not Palmer. So that was better. He actually had a and, uh, and, and Jonathan Stewart with a receiving touchdown. So if you were to say going into the week, <laughs> I guarantee you that LeGarrette Blunt and John Stewart <laughs> right? are going to catch touchdowns. Oh, you got laughed at. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I'm in 78th place and I'm done. So uh, not, not going to cash in that 50-50 this week. All right, man. Thank you very much, Jamie. I appreciate all your effort this week. It's been uh, very helpful. I know it's been a, been a tough week, but thanks, man. Yes, thank you. And uh, I know we've talked about this a lot, but uh, some of you guys have reached out. Um, my family's doing okay. Uh, I hope everybody in Florida is doing okay. Um with uh with the storm and anybody that's going to be impacted by it so uh please continue to be safe uh, whenever you're listening to us and you know hopefully your loved ones are, are safe as well our next show is tuesday talking waiver wire for jamie eisenberg i'm adam azer we'll see you then bye